Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 47 of Sports Bar Talk. Bob Baffert did it again. And welcome back, hit him straight. Shout out to Anders for that beat drop. And welcome to episode number 47 of Sports Bar Talk. Got a lot to get into, but I was looking through the reviews of my podcast, and I hadn't said anything public about it, but I was worried because we hadn't heard from our good pal Hit Him Straight. It had been the end of February since I believe he wrote his last review, but never fear, he is back. He wrote a review regarding last week's episode. He wanted a video of my dad eating that hot, hot chicken wing. I'm sorry we didn't get that. We didn't have a video of it. I wish we did too. I equally feel your pain. But turns out you can't get the podcast down in jolly old Florida. Well, I think you can. I'm still working on it. We're working a distribution deal with uh, Derek Jeter and uh, some other people down there in the great state of Florida. A very nice state to visit in the winter, not in the summertime. But... I know you all want me to cover the story of Aaron Rodgers and what's going on there. We will get there, but we have to earn it first. We have to recap some events that have happened in the last week that we touched on last week. Let's start with the Kentucky Derby. And Bob Baffert has done it again. His second Derby in a row. He brings one horse to the race, and normally he brings about three or four horses to the race, and normally he has a favorite. He had a mid-priced horse here, the long shot, Medina Spirit, at 12-1. to And Medina Spirit, the key for Medina Spirit to win the race was all of Medina Spirit's races, the horse has gone to the lead and never looked back and won the race. The same thing had to happen. So once Medina Spirit broke from the gate, jockey John Velasquez, who this is his second derby in a row as well, and John Velasquez, by the way, is the first jockey ever to win both the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby in the same year. The Kentucky Oaks is the female equivalent of the derby. They run that the day before the Kentucky Derby on the Friday before. So Velasquez won that race. Velasquez had to send Medina Spirit right out to lead and did it. Now, there were questions as to maybe whether, okay, Medina Spirit hasn't faced 19 or 17 other horses like that. And the horse was game the entire way, especially down the stretch. You had Essential Quality coming on the outside. Uh, You had a couple other horses fighting. Um, But, man, what can you say? Bob Baffert, this is his seventh derby. Arguably, in my opinion, the greatest trainer in Kentucky Derby history. You can probably also make the case Triple Crown history. Now, Medina Spirit, this one will be tough to read because Medina Spirit, this will be tough. You have a two-week layoff before the Preakness, which is next week. And so, I think a lot of people, and we don't know much about the field yet for the Preakness. We'll find out more on Monday, and I'll give you a complete race preview next week. But uh, Medina Spirit will probably face the same horses, I'm assuming, at Central Quality, 
Hot Rod Charlie, and although I think it's reported Hot Rod Charlie's going to skip the Preakness and try and go to the Belmont, try and prevent the Triple Crown opportunity, which we see sometimes. Um, I don't think Burbonic is on that list. Um, what was the other horse? I forget the other horse. It was one of Pletcher's horses, but uh, the expectation is a lot of those same horses that were in... They're trying to give Medina Spirit, trying to take the the lead from Medina Spirit at the end. The expectation is they will go to the Preakness, and I think it would make for a great horse race. Now, of course, we also see some new shooters in the Preakness as well that didn't quite make the Derby, but they come to the Preakness. A lot of times, sometimes those horses will win, um, but they're always at higher odds, so we'll see. Preakness is a week from Saturday, though. We'll, we'll, we'll have a podcast before then, complete race preview, give you the full nine yards, we'll dig in. I might even give you a winner for the race. By the way, regarding one last thing on the Kentucky Derby before we recap the NFL draft. So, NBC's broadcast, they have all their analysts and their fashion correspondents and whatnot. They have them pick the race. So, 11 people from NBC all the way from... Uh, Jerry Barely, Hall of Fame jockey, Mike Tirico, Randy Moss, not the football Randy Moss, we're talking about NFL beat reporter, but horse racing analyst for NBC, um, Sonia Richards-Ross, the Olympic track star, all those people kind of helped pick the race, but only one person, one person had the Derby winner, and it was not a horse racing expert. Give you a I'll give you a I'll give you a guess. I'll give you a minute to think who might have picked if you haven't found out already. That's right. Khakis Kornacki, Steve Kornacki. He goes from the looking at the delegates, the race to two seventy in the presidential election. Goes to tracking the race to get into the NFL playoffs. To looking at the Derby point system and the odds. And he picks the Derby winner, Medina Spirit. Who no one coming into the race was talking about. Steve Kornacki, you know, he was talking about on the coverage how every year for the Derby. Which I didn't realize, he is a big horse racing fan. He talked about leading into the coverage, how he always likes to find a long shot every year and gets it. One time I think he picked a winner and uh, the horse was so close to winning. This time, he got his long shot winner. Maybe not at the price he was hoping for. He's probably hoping for more of like a 20-to-1 price. But 11-to-1 ain't bad. But, uh, Kornacki. They're going to bring him back on for the Preakness coverage, I bet. And I bet they'll bring him on for more Derby coverage. Because, you know, picking the outright winner of the Kentucky Derby, especially picking a long shot, is very hard. We might see a long shot win the race. Once every five years. Now, granted, here we've seen two in the last three years. Um, country, although you could put an asterisk next to that. Country House, of course, was the beneficiary of uh, maximum security getting DQ'd in 2019. So we'll see. But that's horse racing. NFL draft. We weren't surprised about Trevor Lawrence going one. We weren't surprised about Zach Wilson going number two to the Jets. But the 49ers taking Trey Lance? Now, I don't think Trey Lance is a... Uh, Trey Lance will be a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. 
And I feel like the 49ers are looking for their Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it sounds like Jimmy Garoppolo will still be on the roster um, for this season. Probably start the season, and then my guess is he'll play poorly or get hurt maybe four or five games in, and we're going to see this dude play. And preseason, we'll also get to see Trey Lance play. Now, I don't watch much North Dakota State football to tell you how good this guy is. I only maybe watch one North Dakota State game a year, and that is the uh, FCS National Championship game. Um, by the way, North Dakota State uh, football right now in their spring season, they just got knocked out of the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. So, who knows what's happening there. I think a lot of their guys that they get opted out to focus on football in the NFL draft. But, uh, Trey Lance, this just fathoms me. It, it, we all thought when the Niners traded up, they were sold on Justin Fields. Then it all, we all start getting Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Then a prominent NFL source tells Pat McAfee, who McAfee breaks on his show right at the beginning and says, we can tell you right now, Mac Jones isn't going number three. It'll probably be Trey Lance. And sure enough, McAfee and his source were correct. It was Trey Lance. I would have gone with Justin Fields. So then you have the Falcons. We always thought it was Pitts all along, but then there's some doubt. Hey, maybe the future is Justin Fields. Started his college football career at Georgia. Of course, transfers because he doesn't get enough playing time. He's a Georgia kid. I think he was born and raised in Kenosha, Georgia. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the town name wrong. But uh, they stick with Pitts. And the Bengals get Jamar Chase. So I felt pretty confident about the top five order after Pat broke the news. And we kept getting closer to the draft. And it seemed like it was maybe more Trey Lance. But Justin Fields sliding. And if there was anything, I thought the Patriots would trade up in that 7 or 8 range. With Denver or Detroit. Detroit, they could have taken a quarterback. They did not. Denver, they're much in the thick of the Aaron Rodgers dudes, which we'll get to in a second. So, we were going to learn a lot from their pick. If they traded back, if they didn't draft a quarterback, if they did, we'd, we'd have to see. They stay in their place, but they don't take a quarterback. And so, the 9 pick comes and goes. Carolina's pick. We get to 10. Dallas picks. We thought maybe this was where New England would also trade up. Dallas, ironically, trades back. The They trade within the division to the Eagles, which makes no sense to me why you would trade within your division. The Eagles snagged Devontae Smith which in my opinion is an absolute steal. I think Smith should have gone to the Dolphins, um, but they take Smith. Then the Giants are on the clock. They make a trade with the Bears, and the Bears make the quarterback position fun again in Chicago, and they take Justin Fields. It'll That'll be a great fit. Fields kind of knows, knows the weather, even though it's a lot chillier because Soldier Field lies on the lake, I believe. Um, and then Mac Jones was the other question. The The Patriots, there was talks they'd probably trade up to get Mac Jones, but Mac Jones slides all the way to 15, and Bill doesn't have to give up a single asset. Oh, boy. The Patriots might be back. It'll be a very interesting with the Patriots. 
it'll be a very interesting quarterback quarterback competition. It'll be a true quarterback competition. Something we haven't really seen in a while in the preseason. We're going to see Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I think Cam will start the season. I think Bill can trust Cam. Um, Cam's great at running. I think it he adds a new dimension to Josh McDaniels' playbook, so I'm not quite 100% ready to close the Cam Newton chapter in the in the Patriot with the Patriots just yet. I think he still has potential. I think he was on his way to an MVP like season, but when he got COVID, it kind of messed up his rhythm, and we saw he the Patriots. He wasn't the same player, and the Patriots really weren't the same team. Yes, they had their moments. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see what happens there in New England. Now, I know you all want me to talk about Steelers. I'll talk about them really quick. I didn't think Najee would be there. I thought the Dolphins would take him with number 18. Dolphins don't take him. We got Najee. That made me excited. And then second round, I was hoping for an O-lineman, but I loved the pick we made instead. Pat Fryermuth, who some draft experts were saying was the best player available on day two of the draft. The tight end from Penn State is being called Baby Gronk. Yes, he people think this guy could be almost like Rob Gronkowski. Not in terms of antics, but in terms of a football player. And Prime Gronkowski was a pretty dang good football player. So, I was proud of that pick. I thought we had a pretty solid draft. I didn't think we won the draft. I think the Cleveland Browns won the draft, not only in the way they hosted the event and really being able to conduct it safe. Well, not really safely. There wasn't much social distancing except for the vaccinated people in the front. But uh, um, their picks were solid. It was just it was a great draft. It felt I felt happy to be. I felt proud to be a football fan and a fan of the great national. Football League, but now the moment, Aaron Rodgers. We are in a weird situation, and people want to blame Aaron Rodgers for orchestrating this report coming out the day of the draft to maybe help him get to a team, accelerate it, but that really wasn't the case. If you were following NFL News Circles at about 3 o'clock last Thursday, Adam Schefter tweeted, getting ready to break a big story on NFL Live. You'll want to tune in. And he comes on, and he says, Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled that he has told some people within the organization he will not return. Now, Aaron Rodgers hasn't really said anything publicly. He did talk privately to Mike Tirico during the Kentucky Derby, and Tirico relayed that you know, there is some uh, anger within that or- at that organization, but he kept reiterating he loves the fans, he loves Green Bay, he loves the city, but didn't really say he wants out. But many people within the organization have told people he wants out. So there's speculation. Maybe Green Bay will try and trade um, their pick. Trade up, get a quarterback. Maybe get Mac or Justin. Who knows? Um, but when you look at this, Rodgers has a case here, and this is not a James Harden case. I believe it is, regardless of the team you're on, it is really hard to win a Super Bowl in football. 
because it's a grueling schedule. You practice four or five hours a day. You play the games on Sundays. It's very grueling. A lot is required of you, and it it's not a James Harden situation. I believe the Bucks they earned their ring the hard way. Aaron Rodgers probably sees what happened with Tom Brady going down to Tampa and basically starting from scratch and winning a ring and says, hey, I think I can do that. So, the Packers, they still say they don't want to trade Rodgers. Brian Gutenkurs, the general manager, head coach Matt LaFleur, um, they're committed. And there's been talks they want to get a new contract negotiating. That's been going on all offseason. But the writing was on the wall when they took Jordan Love last year in the first round. And when they took him, you basically, Aaron Rodgers was angry. And you, I think he aired it out a little bit. Um, and you could feel it was the beginning of it. So what does Rodgers do? Comes out, balls out, wins MVP of the league. Yeah, I would think he was pretty upset too when... On that fourth and goal from the eight-yard line, down eight, two minutes to go, they kicked the field goal instead of letting the MVP try and go for the tie. I still don't get that. That's still... I would have fired the coach right away. Honestly. Um, But I'm told the final straw for Rodgers with the management was... So, Jake Kumaro was a wide receiver with them. He gets cut, signs with Buffalo. I guess Rodgers really loves Kumaro because the day before the Packers cut Kumaro, he was praising him. He said, I can't wait to work with this guy. Cannot wait to just play with this guy. He's a great leader, great teammate. Just can do everything. Really provides a big boost to our offense. What do the Packers do the next day? Cut him. Um, and in my opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers said, the only way I stay is if you fire Gutenkirst. So the Packers are in a tough situation. But we have to look at this. I don't think it matters with what general manager it is. Because Rodgers, ever since Aaron Rodgers became the starting quarterback, every pick has been for a de- first round pick has been a defensive player. Except for one. And that was going and that is gonna be and that was for Jordan Love. And Rodgers has always said, Oh, it'd be nice to get a weapon in the draft. Another offensive weapon? Sure, I'd be furious. I'd want out. Back-to-back NFC Championship games and we can't win the dang football game. My coach won't even let me put the game into my own terms. You don't see Phil Jackson in the 1998 NBA Finals saying, Alright, let's get the ball to John Paxson. Let's try and win this game. Let's win the NBA Finals. You don't see that. Tom Brady on a fourth and on a fourth and ten from the eight from the ten eleven with you're gonna let Brady throw a hail mary pretty much from midfield to win a game. You're not gonna oh we're gonna just throw laterals or run it. You're gonna let Brady showcase his arm, get it to someone. He knows how to find an open receiver. So does Rodgers. It's just stupid. And so, I'm actually on Team Aaron Rodgers here. Would I have been on Team Aaron Rodgers a year ago? Probably not. But, 
learning him as a person. He did his weekly Tuesday spot with Pat McAfee during the season. Made me respect him more. And he's a chill guy. So, where does Rodgers go from here if he does get traded? Well, I don't think the Packers would want to keep him within the NFC. They're, if they look to trade him, they're going to have to look to trade him to the AFC. So who would want him? We fought maybe the Patriots, but they take Mac Jones. So that's not going to happen. The 49ers did Wednesday night inquire about Rodgers being traded. Packers said no. So they take Trey Lance. So let's take the Niners out. Even though I think A-Rod would love to go to the Niners. That's the team he grew up watching. Um, of course, he went to college at Cal Berkeley, the Golden Bears. Um, so, the two teams I hear he's very interested in. Um, the Raiders and the Broncos. Broncos sound like they're all in trying to get him, not taking a quarterback. Now, they did just get Teddy Bridgewater. So, who knows, who knows, who knows. But I think, I think, what the Packers should do is this. Wait for the Deshaun Watson investigation to end, and hopefully that comes back that Watson didn't do anything wrong. What I would do, trade Watson to Green Bay. Got a cough. And then I would trade Rodgers to Houston. Houston's got a great team now. They don't really have the... It's not probably as potential to win as much as Denver or, say, Green Bay. But they have a good team. I believe Wolf Fuller's still there. The Pat, Or he's a free agent or he signed somewhere else. I forget. And Aaron Rodgers came out publicly and said, let's get Will Fuller. Let's get him. Let's get us get me a weapon finally, other than Devontae Adams and Big Bobby Tanyan. So we'll see. Lots gonna happen. I'm sure more will come out and you'll and we'll discuss it. And now that I'm done with my uh sophomore year of college, maybe I'll come on and do some breaking episodes, especially if a trade breaks down here. Especially, as long as I'm not on vacation. Alright, real quick. Restaurant of the week. We're going to do a chain this week. We're going to we're gonna mix it up, as they say. Uh, let's do McDonald's. I'm going to do this very quick. McDonald's, they have classics. You can get the Big Mac. You can't go wrong with the Big Mac, even though I'm not a big burger guy. But I will get a McDonald's burger, cheeseburger if I have to. Love McDonald's. Um, what I normally get when I go, I get the 10-piece nugget. You can't go wrong with their chicken nuggets. Top five best chicken nugget of all time, in my opinion. McDonald's McNuggets. You can't go wrong with their French fries. They salt those BA bad boys up. Very delicious. Um, their ice cream, when it's not broken... Very delicious. I, I highly recommend an Oreo McFlurry and add some whipped cream to that. The filet fish a very underrated sandwich. Very underrated. Um, now, they only put a half a slice of American cheese on the filet fish because they believe you get more better taste of the fish and all the uh, tastings. I don't normally find it like that, so I like to get... Another slice of a half slice of American cheese. That way I have a whole slice. 
just makes the fish sandwich taste better, in my opinion. Um, and then their breakfast, you can't go wrong with a nice sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Um, you can't go wrong with the pancakes. The hash browns are very delicious at McDonald's. Um, and then at some McDonald's, they have biscuits and gravy. Um, even a fried chicken biscuit. I know if you go to, uh, Maine, they have lo McDonald's lobster rolls. So it also depends, it depends where you are. You might have some special McDonald's items. Uh, so that's McDonald's, baby! ba 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 I'm loving it. Alright, time to wrap up this episode of Sports Bar Talk. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine. The vaccine rates are declining. We gotta get those babies up if we wanna take our masks off. And this is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house.